0: Athens.com and the Athens Banner Herald, this is the Georgia Bulldogs podcast, the Bulldogs Extra. Now,
1: Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis.
0: Welcome in to the Bulldogs Extra podcast from the Athens Banner Herald Online Athens coming to you from downtown Athens, right on the corner here of Broad Street and what is that Thomas over there? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Ryan Dennis alongside Mark Weiser over here. And Mark, uh, fresh off G-Day, give me every take you have from there.
1: Uh, Ryan, who won that game? Can you give me the final score? And was the red team or the black team victorious?
0: Yes, red, 28-23. And you know why I know this? Because uh happen to know that the red team feasted on uh, crab, well, not crab legs, but lobster. That's what it was. Lobster, steak. Uh, other goodies throughout the uh, the buffet line there while the black team had beanie weenies and, which I, I think has become a tradition hasn't it?
1: Yeah I mean that's a tradition going back like to the early days of Mark Rick if, if memory serves me correct. Yeah.
0: I, see, I, I I couldn't verify in the quick story I threw up if it went back to like Vince Dooley days or you know something like that and uh, I, I couldn't remember if Kirby had talked about having to do that when he played for uh, you know um Jim Donnan. Jim Donnan, yeah, when he was here. Uh, So I I didn't really know. I I knew it had been – we'd heard about it, and and other players, especially in the past few years, had talked about eating beanie weenies, and they didn't want to do that. So, uh, yeah, a lot rides on that game, which is kind of funny because players seem to (laughs) bounce back and forth. What if you're a player, a quarterback that that got – some throws on both teams. I don't maybe. think
1: anyone who got who got stuff this. Uh, see, I, th- th-
0: I, I I I didn't know if that happened for yeah, sure, but I, I know in the past, you know, yeah. uh, quarterbacks had kind of jumped. Yeah, I'd claim the winning team if I did that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't didn't
1: really uh, see anyone do the uh, the both the black and the red. But you know what? That's way too much talk about uh, you know a score and sides. Nobody cares about what matters is what we learned that you can carry over to this uh, what is September fourth opener against Clemson. What you didn't know is our first ch- chance to see the Bulldogs this uh, spring, uh, you know, uh, to see every uh, new piece, the new cornerbacks, new wide receivers, guys on the offensive line like a Tate Rallage who ends up starting at right guard in this yeah. thing. Ryan, give me some winners and some losers oh, man. of the ga- of the uh,
0: scrimmage. Well, the, the red team won. Uh, I do you know that? Come on, enough of that. No, I think, um, you know, I think that uh, uh, Don, uh, the new receiver, A.D. Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, obviously he, he came out of that as a, as a winner because of, you know, injuries kind of put him into the spotlight, and I guess, and if he's with that red team, which was the first team offense, I mean, he came out of it at least giving Georgia fans a little hope that hey, maybe we have somebody that can step in right away and, and play receiver. I think, um, you know, I think for the most part, the defensive backs held their own. You know, Lewis Seen had, a, had an interception. Um, Amir Speed uh, had some good plays. I remember he knocked the ball away or two. And um, so I think, you know, the, the, the spots that you were really looking for, Georgia, where they might be struggling at a position or, or lack of depth at a position, I think they, they came out of it pretty well. And, of course, uh, fans got to see Brock Vandegrift now, I don't know if that was so much a uh, a winner, uh, but just the fact that he should still be in high school and got out there and made some nice passes uh, was a good sign for, for Georgia.
1: Brock Vandegrift throws nine passes. Uh, Carson Beck throws 31. <laughs> um, look, I think Carson is probably your number two leading contender. i agree with that, definitely. To, to be your backup with Stetson uh, Bennett as a, a guy you know what you have. I mean, Bennett didn't do much, three or four with an interception, uh, 58 yards. Um, you know, he led the team down for
0: a scoring drive. Isn't that kind of odd? Sorry, to, to think about last year. I mean, you have the same quarterbacks basically uh, as you had a year ago as far as Daniels and Stetson and, and Carson. But now, obviously, after what JT did the finish last year, that Stetson has gone down to somebody that could even be fourth string on this team.
1: Uh, Yeah, you're missing the starter from last season. Uh, Guy that transferred to Temple, Dewan Mathis.
0: That's true. Yeah, wow. Wow, a lot of shuffling, yeah.
1: Um, And then you get Brock coming in from Prince Avenue. Um, Look, uh, the receivers, uh, I I think Kyrus Jackson gets kind of uh, overlooked, but consistent. You know what you're going to get from him. He had a touchdown uh, in this uh, scrimmage. Yeah. you got to be excited about uh, A.D. Adonai Mitchell. Um, Seven catches, 105 yards, a touchdown. Played the X receiver position where George Pickens had vacated with his uh, torn ACL. I I don't know who I was telling this to in the press box or maybe afterwards. I think he was targeted 13 times, Mitchell was. I was surprised if he's as good as he looked in this game that you'd let the cat out of the bag and feature him as much as you did. Um, Mitchell? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I thought this was a legit scrimmage in that, I mean, they didn't They didn't throw up, you know, I'm, I'm sure they held a lot of the playbook uh, was vanilla. I think I heard Kirby say on the broadcast that, you know, the, the, the blitzes they were calling, uh, the pressures were, were stuff that they've already shown. Uh, so they weren't, you know, kind of showing any new wrinkles. Um, but, you know, Mitchell's not going to come to the Clemson game and surprise anyone. I mean, y- y- you've seen what he can do.
0: Well, but, well, I mean, is this a situation where you have that person that rises in a a spring game that, you know, for out of nowhere. But, I mean, he's more than – that's usually a walk-on or or somebody like that. You know, this is a pretty high-profile name.
1: Well, I wouldn't say he came out of nowhere um, from the standpoint of JT Daniels was talking about him after – uh, I think it was maybe the second scrimmage yeah. when, when we had a chance to talk to him. Mentioned uh, you know, this is a guy that showed up, you know, in the off-season workouts. Was very reliable. Has I think he mentioned the same word again after the the scrimmage. That this is a twitchy guy. Um, you know, interesting story. Uh, played as a junior uh, at a uh, high school outside of Nashville. He's originally from Texas, and then um, had graduated that high school and uh, returned to Texas and didn't play last fall. Um, so, you know what else? I mean, Demetrius Robertson had a big touchdown late. Yeah. Um, you know he's had a good spring from what you what you understand. Um, otherwise, I mean, we're not talking about a wide receiver, but a great big target, Darnell Washington. I mean, Man, I gotta... he just made those those defenders trying to bring him down on that. I guess it was like uh 51 yard. Uh, he, made, he made him look kind of That foolish. poor
0: defensive back. Yeah. I, I, I mean, think the
1: first one was Lava Carroll <laughs> who who you know wants to go back and play running back after that one.
0: <laughs> You're right. Um uh yeah, but I mean that you know if if the black team was supposed to be your second team uh, offense, why was he on that? You know, I mean he he made some of those second team uh, defenders look a little silly.
1: Well, from what I understand, I guess from what Kirby said, is that he missed a good bit of spring practice with uh, one thing or another. I'm not exactly sure what he didn't disclose that.
0: Well, I gonna say that brings something else I noticed about um, uh, the uh, the defensive back that was hurt last year from uh, Arizona. Keely Ringo. Yeah, Keeley Ringo. He was on the second team defense, too, which, I mean, obviously coming back slowly. But, you know, you think of him as a guy that's going to be your maybe your main cornerback next year.
1: Well, I don't. I don't know. If that's that's the case. I mean, you have Amir Speed. Uh, you have um, the uh, re- the Redshirt freshman Jalen Kimber. Mm-hmm. So if those are your top two corners, Keeley maybe was the third. They put a, they put the third guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, w- with the backups, that's what he was. For and he has some
0: nice plays too. And uh, I think of that hit he had. I think on the uh, Lad McConkey. Yeah. Uh, you know, one time. So, um, yeah, it was good to see him out there. It really was. And if Georgia dips into the transfer portal, you don't know. I mean, uh, maybe he oh well, that and slides somewhere else in the depth chart. Also, bringing in the kid from uh yeah, from Smith West is, is probably
1: ticketed as a uh, as a star nickelback. Yeah. He's you know can play safety. I mean, maybe he'll even get some reps at, at corner as well. Hey, one
0: day he might slide to the top of your top five transfers uh, list under Kirby Smart. See what he does. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. If you don't know about that, go to onlineathens.com. Mark Weiser had the top uh, top five transfers. Who was number one on the list? Uh, I, or, I can't, I can't remember yeah, devol- that. You, can't you, devol- you, you devol- need a subscription.
1: Uh, now I, I will say this: uh, there was a reader that uh, mentioned last night, uh, replied to me on Twitter, that uh, I, I left out the mailman Stetson Bennett, which I, I probably should have, uh, you know, said. Uh, uh, explicitly that this was meant to be kind of a power five or not a power five, just an FBS transfer. So Stetson came from a junior college to come back to Georgia. So I, I wasn't including that because then you would probably have, uh, you know, who's the wideout out that uh, uh, was, is with the, um, the bears now. Didn't he come from a, a Ju- uh, Javon Wims? Javon, he yeah. came from a junior college too, right? So yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't going in that direction. Um, but um, would I've had Stetson better in my top five, um, I yeah. mean, I yeah, it would have been worth arguing about. I'm not sure. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't think you do. All right. Well, uh, no love for the other aspect is uh, one guy that was kind of underutilized in this uh, G Day game, which might have been why. Uh, You said Darnell on on the second team is John Fitzpatrick. Now, Fitzpatrick's not going to wow you uh, with with the big plays that Darnell does. He doesn't stand out. He doesn't – you don't, you know, kind of drop your jaw. But he was pretty consistent towards the end of last season, you know, in in the passing game, and I think as well uh, we did see Brack Bowers at the tight end position. I wrote about him last – or two weeks ago. Um, He looked like another – I mean, this is a team that's going to be interesting with the tight ends, especially without George Pickens at wideout. You know, do you put uh, a couple more multi tight end sets, uh, and not just in the blocking game, just or do
0: you just make Darnell a, t- uh, a <laughs> yeah, mostly I mean, he a wide receiver? He,
1: he was split out on that uh, uh, big fifty one yard play, so.
0: And they did that last year. I'm trying to remember what game it was where they featured him about two or three passes in a row in that yeah, same. That was the Missouri Missouri, the Missouri yeah, game. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Right, let's let's kind of keep the focus here on the offense um, as we. I'm going to take a look at the clock, you and we'll come back and do the defense afterwards. And, we, hey, you know what we need to talk about, which we didn't tease at the top? Yeah, what? The Georgia basketball. It's not not, um. not, not the most uplifting uh, story with... Uh, I think
0: I saw sinking ship a few times. Oh. Uh, you, you had to
1: go there. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the offensive line is going to be interesting. Um, is uh, Jamari you going to be your left tackle, or is Xavier Truss, uh, did he do enough in the spring game and through 15 practices, and what will we see uh, in August? I mean, who is going to be your best five? Amarius um, Mims looks pretty good as a uh, tackle on the second team uh, you know, during this, this scrimmage, but... You know, he looks the part. I mean, he's—he's. He's, I mean, I noticed him coming in on the on the uh, dog walk. I mean, you he, he can't help but notice. Uh, you know, I don't know what he's six seven three twenty. I don't—I don't know exactly what he weighs.
0: Big is the uh, description.
1: Yeah. Um, so I mean, and then as I mentioned earlier, um, you had Tate Ratledge playing at right guard because uh, Salyer, you know, had been missing some practices. Um, Sawyer came in and played a good bit, more than I expected, actually. Uh, Rattledge, you know, had his handfuls. I think he gave up a couple of sacks, but he also uh, showed he can be very athletic, uh, you know, as a pulling guard as well. And, you know, um, does uh, Warren Erickson hold the center spot? Does he keep that down? Warren McClendon, I thought, you know, had some shaky moments um in this scrimmage but he's a guy that's a fixture kind of in terms of last season. Yeah, I would say, at right tackle, last I mean they have some options and I think the offensive line is one of the areas where you know JT was probably pressured a little bit too much and I mean it you know it's not a deal where they're sacking him like bringing him to the ground it's kind of a two or you know one hand or two hand touch or whatever it well, They're also
0: going up against some dudes across the, yeah, the front there. That's
1: definitely the case. So, so. Uh, what about the the running backs? You see uh, a lot of checkdowns. Uh, you have James Cook with six catches in this game. Zamir White with six. Uh, Kendall Milton with five. Dejon Edwards with five. Um, you know, that's not necessarily the vertical passing game that, that right. fans want to see, but it's safe and you're not putting the ball in harm's way. And uh, look, I mean, James Cook, we know, is is a guy we saw at Alabama. Get him out in space, get the ball in his hands, and uh, good things can happen.
0: Missouri, too, with that uh, kind of that L route out of the backfield or whatever you call that, uh, that angle route out of the backfield that scored a touchdown. But, yeah, it's it seems much safer than running between the tackles every play. You know, you don't get your legs Chopped at as you run up the middle and stuff, so I, th- I think we knew that going in, right? About the rec- I mean, the running backs that um, you know you don't get many carries in the G day because uh, running backs are the guys that get hammered all the time. But yeah, it was good to see um, you know those those running backs get out and open and see what they could do out of that. But that's why I didn't really I mean, what did JT throw? Forty one times. Nothing really wowed me about what he did. A lot of those checkdowns, uh, but I mean, obviously he. Um, feels comfortable uh, as the Georgia quarterback so I I guess if you if you leave that game reading too much in the quarterback that's not that's not good because I mean they're gonna throw a lot they're not really gonna show off anything so take that for what you will.
1: JT Daniel 324 yards three touchdowns I mean we saw him put up you know better numbers in real games so this was not a surprise as you mentioned this was a a passing uh exhibition for the most part i mean i think the longest run by a running back was um looking here it was like nine yards milton edwards white and cook all had nine yards your boy brock vandegrift had the longest run was was 13 yeah, yards yeah, yeah, all right why don't we talk about the defense now or when we come back let's let's take a little break take a break we'll come mm-hmm. back we'll talk about severe wheeler leaving georgia as well <laughs> and we'll do it in a minute hey before we press on here with the bulldogs extra podcast by the way go to uh go to the apple uh reviews what do you call that apple Podcasts.
0: yeah google
1: podcast. now i know i know if you don't think this is a five-star worthy podcast that's your prerogative you can do that but you know what Ryan would like a, a nice review for a birthday present. Oh. I don't know if you realize this. I didn't
0: tell you that two minutes ago for I, you, I don't to know if you.
1: I don't know if you realize this, but Ryan's birthday is Friday this week. Man, this this week?
0: It's Tuesday next week was oh, no, next no, week? no, no. <laughs> N- nothing. the way you said it i was just making a joke but yeah well, if someone's listening next week yeah that's true that's true well friday yeah
1: anyway uh ron happy birthday yeah, and thanks, uh nothing is better than uh are you getting a steak or a burger what are you getting for your? yeah birthday? so
0: our conversation during our break was that porterhouse grill <laughs> was calling me uh so we what, are they uh, confirming your reservation. i guess they were confirming my reservation uh i expect them to leave a message any second now but uh yeah, so I'm going to go there tomorrow night for a birthday dinner, and I'm definitely going New York Strip, probably uh, medium.
1: All right, so give the five-star review, and not only that, drop on by Border House, and do you need reservations just to go get a drink at the bar still, or no? I, I don't know, but so go, I doubt it. I go in there, tell the in. bartender that you want to send this to Ryan Dennis, and if he does, if the bartender doesn't know who Ryan Dennis is, uh, whoever seats people there.
0: Voicemail, should I play it for everybody? Should we listen no. to it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh let's talk more Let's talk more G day I'd rather talk about your birthday dinner yeah, well, y'all come join me eight thirty tomorrow night eight thirty We're going to Terrapin first, so uh, oh. I, I hope i hope i <laughs> hope I can enjoy my steak and not feel too out of it after going to Terrapin. Are
1: right, you mentioned earlier about the defensive line and they uh, they looked the part, and I say that, uh, even though I don't know if Jordan Davis flashed in this game yeah yeah
0: did he I, not that I know of um. He got a, He's credited with a half a tackle, Okay. <laughs> which is fine. Who cares? It's yeah. G day, and and we you, know what he can bring. Yeah. yeah
1: and you know that, uh, you know, good things happen around if he's not racking up stats. And Nickobe Dean didn't play in this game,
0: so. McQuay Walker uh, led the team in tackles, and I mean he's a, he's a name that has uh, a- done a, a lot. Eight a-
1: tackles, tackle for loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dude that jumped out to me is Devontae Wyatt, and
0: and we got to talk to him post game. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and. Um, look, I don't know if he got as much attention, obviously. When Jordan came back, that was a big deal. Uh, when you had, you know, other other guys deciding to come back, um, you know, Zamir, obviously Daniels, mm-hmm. James Cook. But, but Devontae Wyatt coming back and taking that super senior year, um, yeah. that's just another piece up front. And, and I also thought that um, it was good to see Nolan Smith kind of looking like, a force uh you know they need the guy to to kind of fill that Aziz role i don't know if that's asking a lot as yeah, he's probably going to be a first round draft pick but yeah. but Nolan's a five star that they came in with a lot of uh, I mean number 1 he was number of,
0: 1 in the country you know coming out
1: yeah came in with a lot of hype um, and I, I thought it was interesting, I might have mentioned this in the podcast, that Kirby kind of deflected from Smith when he was asked about him this preseason, or not preseason, this uh, spring practice, kind of saying, well, you know, Trevon Walker's uh, needing,
0: needing to kind of fill that fast rush uh, spot as well. So, How about Anderson? I mean, uh, I didn't see any stats on him the other day, but I mean, that's a big piece coming back. Yeah, now
1: that's a guy that I think that they have some things up their sleeve that they yeah. are definitely not going to show on G day. Right, and uh, he he definitely played. I saw him on the replay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, noticing him, but you know, who kind of flashed off. You know, as a as a pass rusher, didn't put up many stats. But you know, Chaz Chambliss, uh, Chambliss on the uh, yeah, uh, the
0: number two team, he got into the backfield an awful lot. Uh, not even a, a freshman, really, right? Then he just uh, yeah, he's one of those early enrollees. Early guys. I mean you know it yeah. ju-
1: it was just uh interesting that that he was around the backfield a I lot agree, yeah. and uh i don't know if it was probably brock was probably uh, you know getting away from him a couple times
0: right but he's one of those i know that uh i think he was a wrestler right state champion wrestler maybe three or four times and um also a guy that had outrageous uh, powerlifting, looking uh, you know numbers with the squats and 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 uh, power cleans and whatnot. So
1: look, we're, we're talking about the defensive line. We, we mentioned uh, Trevon Walker. Uh, we mentioned Wyatt. We mentioned Jordan Davis. They and Jalen Carter. And Then there's Jalen Carter. So I mean, you got a lot of a lot of studs up there. And while well, there's big concerns on the back end at cornerback, just because you have unproven guys there. Mm-hmm. You know, you throw in a Kobe Dean coming back, uh, you know, you got some guys in the front seven that really it's going to make this Georgia defense be pretty special. And, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how Lanning kind of moves those pieces around and, and pressures.
0: Um. I tend to think that the defense will be just fine this coming year, well, especially they're... with that transfer coming in, Akili Ringo healthy. Well, I don't know if you heard this. They're opening with a team called Clemson
1: that can can throw the ball around a little bit, even without Trevor Lawrence. Um, all right, let's talk about the the, the secondary. Um, you know, as much as we talk about the, the, the cornerbacks, uh, you know, the uncertainty around those positions, uh, yeah, I, I feel like Georgia's pretty solid, even though you lost Richard LeCount at safety. I know he only played a half season last year. But with Luis Sine and uh, with... Um, we have...
0: With, with, with
1: Christopher Smith.
0: Yeah, I, I noticed him.
1: I mean, Smith, Smith's already a guy that, that's, you know, played a good bit
0: th- this past year. Well, he was kind of forced into it, yeah. which I remember an earlier podcast I was saying, could that benefit Georgia for the upcoming season that he was kind of thrown in there like he was?
1: Yeah, then then as we mentioned, Tyke Smith will, uh, he was at the G-Day game, his first trip to Georgia. Uh, he will um, probably be plugged in at that nickel spot. Um, and then it gives you some options with Latavius Brenny, um, What about corner You know, I thought Jalen Kimber maybe kind of stood out a little bit more to me than Amir speed. Maybe he was a little bit more, I don't know if they targeted him more. It seemed like he was, he had more chances. Of, he was probably covering, um, you know Mitchell mm-hmm. um but i i'll leave it to the coaches to decide who who had the better deal uh you know better day speed had 7 tackles uh, kimber had four two pass breakups for each of them um i don't know if you know i presume that there's a good corner out there that george is going to uh, try to uh you know bring in somebody else to compete and, and maybe even win a starting job um, I don't think that, you know, I think both there and wide receiver will still be. Now, you're going to get back at wide receiver, uh, you know, Marcus, Roseme.
0: Well, Jack, Sane, that was Jack a thing. Sane, I mean, but do we know a timeline for him? And that was a gruesome injury.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's he's on track. And then, you know, I don't know if... Uh, Dom? I don't know if, if, if uh, Blaylock's going to be definitely ready for game one, but I, I think both those guys are, you know, they're going to be part of the mix. And then, obviously, you didn't even have, um, you know... This G day, obviously, you didn't have Pickens, and you didn't have your your other stud. You
0: know. Yeah. Um, sorry, I was going. I was thinking about Don Blaylock for a second. You know, I think when it comes down to Tremaine um, Burton is. Yeah, Tremaine Burton. Yeah. Well, I think when it comes to him, I think you just hold your breath every time, right? When you ha- when you've had two knee injuries like that, that you, I mean, you hate to say you can't count on somebody, and I guess Samir White is a is a example, but I mean he. At least with different knees, right? So, Dom having the same knee makes you kind of worry that it could happen at any moment. And so, I don't know that you can fully rely on him. You just hope that he can come back and help you a little bit. I mean, I think my takeaway from the spring,
1: knowing that you have those uh, three or four guys that are coming back from injury, yeah. Um, and actually, who else were we missing that didn't even play this G day? I
0: mean, did Arian Smith play? He well, a Smith, Smith played,
1: didn't do much. Yeah, exactly. Um the other guys the tall guy uh Not <laughs> it down. No the, the Justin Robinson I don't think he Oh uh, yeah I don't, yeah, think he
0: don't remember that name yeah Interesting and, you know he's a funny guy right I, I feel like we heard a little bit about him to start last year and never did much Yeah so you know? I I
1: think, th- I think that they have uh I think they're in better shape than we felt when Pickens Yeah went down went down now you know we'll see how it plays out does Mitchell carry that over uh, you know on a on a probably a primetime game on national television, the game of the week. I mean, game of the season probably for non-conference or at least one of them. So we'll see how that plays out. i um, not feeling very good about Jake Marta as your uh, kicker if well, uh, if Lesney goes down.
0: That's true. Zirkle's still on the uh, roster, correct?
1: He is. He's been injured from what Kirby said, so that's why he didn't uh, have any uh, action in this one. Well,
0: yeah. Odd. Odd. But, hey, how about – I mean – Think about Camardo, is it two or three years ago now, his freshman year, the struggles that he had and the knee down in the sugar bowl and all that stuff. And then partially through his sophomore year, you're wondering, when is this guy going to find his groove? And he had, I think it was recorded as a 70-something-yard punt the other day, but it actually flew about 80 yards in the air because he punted it from the goal line and was called on the 20. So he's found something, and, and, I mean, he's got a leg. I will say
1: this, I mean... That might have been the best G-Day I've, 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 I remember not from the, I mean, from the standpoint of, I mean, you had JT Daniels throw the ball 41 times in a, in a spring game. Um, you know, they weren't, they weren't giving these guys the day off. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you're not going to have anybody run the ball 15 times in right. terms of the running backs, but, um, I thought it was pretty crisp, uh, you know, um, you know, they, they. They clearly wanted to see something from these guys, and um, you know, didn't you think it was more of a competitive deal and not like a – you know, you didn't see like a, a five different trick plays? It wasn't, it wasn't that kind. There of wasn't
0: thing. the Dewan Mathis double pass uh, type of deal, yeah. I guess. I
1: mean, yeah. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't any like celebrity officials like oh, they've had God. in some past years. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like that. I mean, that's
0: cringe worthy to me. <laughs> I hate when they do stuff like that. No, it
1: did seem I mean, like it seemed like a. I would have been fine if they brought Ludicorse back. That would have been okay by me.
0: Well, Maria Taylor was unofficial, I think, one time, right along with. Uh, there was a bunch like, of people. Cole there. Kublik, maybe out there. Yeah, or something, yeah.
1: Hey, Cole was there this time? He's doing the sideline that's deal. That's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. But yeah, no, it was enjoyable. Yeah. All right. Speaking of something that's not enjoyable hey. for Georgia fans, um, look, I wrote this back uh, maybe in February, certainly in March that if Georgia could keep their nucleus together for this men's basketball team, which was Savir Wheeler, Tamani Kamara, and Katie Johnson, um, that was something to build on. That was something to to take the team uh, from, you know, marginal improvement this year, you know, in terms of the SEC record to, you know, have a chance to make her postseason run next year. If you could find some pieces in the transfer portal, uh, land a surprise, big recruit, something like that. Forget forget that. Only
0: one remains.
1: Forget that. That's not happening. Now, Georgia has brought in, Tom Crean and staff has brought in four transfers that we talked about last time uh, with uh, the kid from Virginia, Abdur Rahim, the marquee of those guys. But I don't know. I mean, is Texas A&M going to be the only team picked below Georgia in the SEC this year? Maybe, yeah. Um, I say that, I mean, there's a Michael Foster that's announcing, I think it's tomorrow. He's a five-star out of Arizona. He has Georgia, Florida State, and the G League on his list. I mean, you know, most people are pro- projecting him to go to the G League. I mean, that would be a game-changer if he picked Georgia, but, I mean, you know, it
0: doesn't look like that's happening. I mean, is so. it going to be a game-changer, though? You had the number one player in the country, the number one uh overall draft pick that played for you for a year and you couldn't do better than 15 and 15? I mean, it
1: would be a game changer in the sense of the dread and, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know. Fire Tom Crean uh, b- hashtags. Up, blow it up feeling would yeah. be, you know, uh, it would it would change in that regard. Yeah. Um, but look, I mean, Severe and Kamara, um, you know, those are two of the, the guys that, that you really needed uh, to come back. And, and Wheeler declares for the draft and, and says he's putting his name at the transfer portal at the same time, didn't sign with an agent or, or doesn't, you know, he he retains his eligibility. Um, look, I know that there's uh, the transfer portal's got, I don't know, is it 1,400 guys now or something? There's, there's a lot in there. Uh, but you can't, you, you need to have some kind of um, foundation as you enter year four You can't just blow it up every year like Duke and Kentucky when you don't have players coming in in, like Duke and Kentucky. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, it's going to be an uphill deal next year. I mean, uh, you know.
0: Well, you know, what I took from Xavier's statement was, I, I mean, he doesn't see Georgia being a contender next year.
1: Well, it's interesting when this happened. I mean, he wasn't the first to leave. If Kamara had been here... I don't think Sevier probably would have left. But, you know, I mean, when you see your teammates and the guys that you hung out with uh, out out the door, I mean, you know, if he's going to be adjusting to an entirely new cast in the starting lineup pretty much, except for KD, and then we'll see where he, you know, lands.
0: Then you can do that at a better program.
1: Well, no, I mean, if you're going to be hitting reset at Georgia, you might as well go hit reset somewhere else is what he's feeling, you know. Exactly. Um, so, we'll see if uh, they did get a commitment the same day uh, that Severe took off. Um, a kid that was kind of a postgraduate Christian Wright. He was at an academy uh, in the Atlanta area. Uh, Jeremy Johnson, our recruiting writer, wrote a story you can check out at onlineathens dot com. If you are a subscriber, and if you're not a subscriber, please uh, consider. Uh, joining the uh, many that have done that because huh. we got we a lot of good content behind uh, the uh, subscriber-only stories. Um, so so check that out. And I think
0: we still have our $1 deal going on through the 1st of May. So
1: That's $1 for your first six months uh, for the content at onlineathens.com. And Ryan, I know you're going to tweet that out later today so people can find it. Absolutely. I should do
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've already done it a few times. Hey, did you see? And I know you did. That uh, Georgia softball beat Oklahoma, number one team in it. What, it broke a forty-one game win streak or something like that.
1: Um, I did not see. I saw the highlights. Um, they made, they made Center with those highlights. So uh, nice. That w- that was good. Um, but then they lost the second game. So that's uh, that's that's well, the nature of uh.
0: No, I think if you split with the number one team in the country, though, I mean you're uh, you're playing with house money in game two, so you can't feel bad about losing that one. Georgia baseball is at Missouri this weekend. Ooh, it might snow. <laughs>
1: Is it? Might I
0: think? Let me look that up real fast. I'm gonna look up Columbia, Missouri. They won a couple of uh, back-to-back SEC series, so. And they beat Clemson the other night, right? Yeah, a walk-off against Clemson, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. Who's uh, not the Clemson of old, from what I've learned from our buddy Daniel uh, Shirley, uh, yeah, reading his tweets that you know he's a he's a Clemson guy and uh, might be their worst team in a long time.
1: Ah, okay. I see. All right. Well,
0: Ryan tries to do uh, like meteorologist for Columbia, Missouri, which I'm not sure. Well, rain Friday and Saturday, but now it's pretty, it's still kind of springish. So,
1: all right. I think that'll be it for uh, this edition of uh, the Bulldogs Extra podcast. Don't forget uh, Ryan's birthday. Meet him at Porterhouse uh, on. Uh, Friday, Ryan, by the way, if you can't go to that place in Watkinsville that you uh, like to frequent because it's going to be changing to a different restaurant.
0: Yeah, on Main. Yeah, so, but it's switching to uh, – uh, what's the uh, – what's the uh, Blind Pig. Blind Pig Tavern, yeah. So Blind Pig comes to Watkinsville.
1: All right, we'll talk to you guys. Oh, you know what? We kind of forgot it, but let's just make a quick deal. NFL drafts next week. I don't know if we're doing a podcast. We might be switching to it twice – uh, every other week type deal look out for aziz uh, Ryan. who's going first eric stokes or tyson campbell right
0: now on the line I'd, I'd go with stokes um if it was me personally but you know how hand size and height and all that stuff comes in the factors in so i would go with stokes personally where
1: does richard lecount get drafted
0: uh, might not um i'm on know, fifth, fifth sixth, sixth. that sound right possibly yeah
1: yeah uh, let's see. Who else? Who else? Uh, but that's
0: when you factor in, you know, size is factor in more than heart sometimes, you know, or de- determination, uh, all that coach speak stuff uh, when drafting players. So, All
1: right. We will talk to you all uh, next time. Have a great weekend, everyone, and see ya. Bye, guys.